Conchetta, quick hypothetical, okay? Mm -hmm. Your agent calls you. They've got great news. Netflix absolutely loves your stuff. (gasps) They love your jokes. They love you. They want to sign you up to an exclusive contract. (gasps) But... But over in America, there's just one hitch. There's just one thing. There's just one person. There's another person called Conchetta Caristo. Exactly the same name, different vibe. Let's say they host one of those bad plastic surgery shows. But it comes down to this. If you're going to sign the contract, their stipulation is you've got to come up with a new stage name for the US market. Conchetta, what is that stage name? Conchetta Kaminsky. That was really quick. Yeah, yeah. I've thought about this. I've thought about this exact situation. Um, no, this is the stage name that I have at home with my boyfie. Uh, I'm Conchetta Kaminsky. He's uh, Benny Crumpets. Um, <laughs> obviously, names that would take you to fame. Well, honestly, uh, this isn't too far from actually reality for me, Sean. Um, yeah. There on my Instagram, I've told this. Sorry if you've heard this before, but uh, I, my Instagram handle is Conchetta Worldwide, uh, and I wanted the handle Conchetta Cristo in my name. And there is this one woman who is in Italy. Who has literally no posts? Yes. She follows four yes. people and she won't yes. give it up. She tells me literally, "Mother Fanculo, leave me alone." This she won't listen, and I'm like, "I'm a struggling comedian in Australia. Please, please, please." So I might have to change it for real. This wow. isn't too crazy. Wow, all because of a stubborn Instagram squatter. <laughs> yes, that's it. God damn! But I just. Surely that's an opportunity for a bit of friendship, a bit of a connection, maybe a future podcast, two Conchetta Caristos, one room. <laughs> Honey, I'm trying. She's <laughs> she's saying no, 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 or not in Italian. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, look, in terms of stage names, our guest on today's show, Jessica Mimi Porfiri, went with something else entirely. Coda Banks is what she goes by when she is rocking the mic. And on that mic, she sings powerful pop. On top of that, Coda keeps her Italian heritage really, really close at hand. She she speaks the language and also in her songs like Fiorentina and Ali Brandi. Coda's dad was born into an Italian family in Sydney with a dad and grandparents from the Adriatic region of Le Marche. When Coda was 11, the family decided they needed to change it up and live their roots for a while. They moved to Florence for the next three years, where Coda became fluent in the Italian language and culture and cuisine. Nice. And the big thing was this. While she was there in Italy, the national soccer team, the Azzurri, they lifted the World Cup. This is uh, 2006. So you can imagine for a kid in a new country seeing Italy on fire, it was a massive moment in an Australian life lived the Italian way. Conchetta DM'd me, everyone, um, mm. like before this podcast. Yeah. And she introduced herself as a fellow wog darling. Yeah. And I stole that, <laughs> just like letting, I put it in my bio last night, my Instagram bio. I was like, I was like, that yes. is the most iconic thing I've ever heard. So iconic. <laughs> I just thought of that in the moment. And it's like, that's what we are. And this is so funny. We might be like jumping ahead, but. We wanted to ask you, like, how, what's your relationship to the word wog? How do you feel about the word Mm. wog? It's a very Mm. nuanced word. I feel like in my family, my father tells me stories about how it was used in a derogatory way growing up and, and like he was different for that. And then now I, you know, 
how people have reclaimed it. I've reclaimed it, especially like a proud wog. I'm calling my wog sisters, my wog darlings. Have you had some sort of experience with that word? Mm, I haven't had, um, I, I think I've reframed it as well to be something much more positive and I've embraced it in a sense and reclaimed the, the, um, the goodness in it, yeah. I guess. But my dad would tell me very similar stories about growing up and my dad would be bullied for, um, cause he grew up in Sydney, Australia, and he would be bullied for having salami sandwiches that my nonna packed oh my, him at yeah. school and he'd be called a wog all the time and he'd have his sandwiches like stolen or flushed down the toilet. And it was very much this, this thing back then. Um, but mm. I think that's maybe why I'm so quick to refer to myself as a wog because I, do feel the need to take the word back a little bit. And I think it's not as much of a dirty word these days. Like um, if my friends ever say it, it's out of yeah. good, good, good faith. It's, it's in good faith. It's not something they're not, obviously they're not trying to be yeah. um, even people who just like who strangers who I meet, if they throw that word around, like the, the meaning isn't really um, as derogatory as it was. That's literally what Sean and I were talking about. And I was like, I guess it's still a word that depending on how it's used, obviously if it's got vitriol behind it, it can still be hurtful. But so many of us now it's like, just, it's a label. It's like a label that they're like, oh yeah, the wog girl, that's me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And we're so multicultural these days as well, that it's not, it would be very hard for me to take that as an insult, even if someone meant it that way. Cause it's yeah. like, yeah, I am a wog. Like <laughs> you wish you were a wog. <laughs> Dallas, you don't get the pasta. <laughs> you don't get lasagna every Sunday. We just sort of jumped into the deep end here, but we we have to go back to the beginning. I wanted to ask you, tell us, tell everyone about your family, your connection to Italy. What's your heritage? Like, let us know. You said from La Marca, but um, tell us maybe a bit more about your parents and your grandparents. Mm. So my dad's side of the family is Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad is from Le Marche or my dad's parents. Um, my nonno and nonna immigrated from Macerata when they were maybe early 20s. So I think my nonno came out first by a boat and then my nonna followed shortly after. It was actually an arranged marriage. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, my dad grew up here, but he was back in Italy a lot. Like they went back pretty frequently throughout his childhood and into his teen years. And Italian was the language that they spoke at home. So my dad speaks, Mm. it's a bit more dialecto. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. So, um, sometimes talking with my nonna is a little bit like, um, because I lived in Italy, I I lived in Florence, which I'm sure we'll get to, but, um, Mm. spoiler alert, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I learned the language over there in the, in a grammatical sense, like, yeah, yeah. um, and so now I kind of understand the differences between dialect and like solid Italian yeah, totally. when, I, when I would speak to not enough. Um, but yeah, so they're from this tiny little farm village, very, very humble and they work the land. You know, I have family that still live over there and they have pigs and, um, cows and chickens and oh my god um, they live on this like big farm all together like this big family it's very wholesome oh my god that is so beautiful and wait did you say you've been there have you been to yeah yeah I have I've been a few times so when I was living in Florence we moved to Florence when I was 10 and throughout the time that we spent there we would take trips pretty frequently down to Saranano and spend time there and um and it was a great way to 
they didn't speak English. My Italian, yeah. they don't speak English. So um, just to have to speak to them in Italian the whole time was like a great way to learn the language totally. because we didn't, I didn't actually speak it before I moved there. So Whoa. my dad didn't, cause my mom doesn't speak it or she didn't speak it until we moved there as well. So I didn't have it growing up necessarily. Yeah. Um, and so your mom isn't Italian, is that right? Um, no, she's Anglo. And, and what was it like growing up with your parents being of two very different backgrounds with a mum, an Anglo mum, and then you're like wog dad? How how was that growing up? Mm, sure. So my mom is very much I, I like to think a, a wog at this point. Like <laughs> we um we cultured her. <laughs> I think like growing up, even the fact that um I when I was first born lived with my nonna for the first three years <gasps> of my life. Yes. Like so my parents and I lived in that house with her and with my nonna. And so my mom was just around the cooking and the language yeah. and the, yeah. the culture. And she's very much with a huge heart and she's a chef. She likes to cook. Wow. So it was, it's very much, I, I don't think there was a big difference or it's not like, um, I don't actually have a huge family, which is funny because thinking, Me too. knowing that I'm a world, yeah, yes. it's really weird. <laughs> totally. And you feel like you should have like a million first cousins and you're yeah. like, oh, I actually don't. I have like three, but literally, I'm, <laughs> but I'm literally. Italian. I'm Italian. It should still count. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What we make up for, what we miss in like um, numbers we make up for in spirit though, I always Absolutely. like to say. Totally. I think this is something else we'll relate on. But as soon as I was like born, I was at my nonna's house. Like forget childcare. Childcare was nonna. I was raised by nonna and nonna at their house. Mum was back to work. And so they were a big part of like my life growing up. Like that's where I always was with my cousins. Um, Was that the same? Were you raised by your grandparents? And like what are the memories that you have from that time? Definitely. Yeah. That's why I love account. I love, um, what's his name? Joe. Avadi. Uh, Joe Avadi. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Did you grow up watching the DVDs of like their stand- stand up? So yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like not grow up, but maybe when I was like 12, yeah. 13, 14. Yeah. And, um, it just related so much to <gasps> my family and my nonno and my nonna, everything down to like yeah. the kitchenware, like when yes. he would do skits and he would talk about the. Cuchada. Like, what do you call it? <laughs> the cuchada for everyone is a wooden spoon. And that's, cuchata, yeah. but it's different. Like, you know, a, a dialect, it's different. So what did you call it? Oh, um, I never got smacked with the wooden spoon. Oh, lucky you, that. darling. Stop <laughs> bragging. Okay. She used a bare hand. Nonna was a yeah, tough one. She totally. didn't need a spoon. Sorry. So Joe Hardy, totally. We would die. We were like, this is the king of comedy. Like this guy gets it. The whole family's yeah. laughing, dying. Yes. And yeah. guess who we're so interviewing funny. for literally the next episode? Yes. Stop. Yes. Stop it. So if you have a question for the king or a message, we will get it to him. Absolutely. Stop. God, oh my like God. planning a shirt. I'm he's actually hot. sweating. Yeah. He's, hot. he's, he's like <laughs> I- iconic. Like, I remember when I put out my song Italiana, mm. I DM'd Joe Vardy because <gasps> I was like, if I want this song to pop, yeah. I have to go to the king of the culture. <laughs> yeah. And he replied. No. He replied. What did I he say? You I have pull to up pull up. <laughs> Says, oh my God. I said something like, hi, I'm your biggest fan. I love you. Listen oh my, my God. Song. That is so beautiful. And he was so nice. He said to me, here we go. Um, I said, Joe, <laughs> I'm Coda. I just found all your, oh, I don't know. oh my God. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, that's that's embarrassing. I'll just tell you what he said. <laughs> <laughs> that's off the mic. We'll talk yeah. about that. Off the mic. Let's cut that. He said, "Cheers, thanks, love, thanks, love the song. Good luck with it all. Keep going." Oh, How that's so beautiful. That? That's sometimes all you need is keep going. Those two from words Joe Avadi, that's from Joe Avadi. That's all you need. Joe Avadi. Oh my yeah. god, I'm freaking out, Fang. But that was no, me I'm messaging you. Out. I'm like messaging you in your DMs, oh, and no. then you, and then the queen replies to me, and it's just this beautiful beautiful circle you tell me to keep going and then here I am (laughs) (laughs) so I also the La Fiamma, does that mean something to you growing up at Nanda's house? Fiamma, <laughs> yes. yes. Conchetta, can you explain it's for the people sweet. what is La Fiamma? Oh, I mean, if you're not on La Fiamma, what are you doing? It's <laughs> the one and only Italian newspaper. I mean, I couldn't give you more detail. I don't know how many days a week it comes, but I just knew it was always at Nanda's house. Oh, you tell it, please. <laughs> Since I know everything, I could sell you the Fiamma right now. <laughs> I do my nonna's application like oh. half half yearly for the Fiamma. Wow. Like I know the freaking price membership. I know all about oh it. You can get it. Okay, let's let's give him a plug. Let's get an ad in this. <laughs> no, you could do it bi-weekly, you could do it once weekly. My nonna's comes wow. on a Thursday. <laughs> I run it into her. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a big question that I've had in the back of my pocket that I have to ask you, but I want to know. We were speaking about growing up with your grandparents. What are the meals of your childhood? Like, can you think of any? Like, I've got pasta bizelli, which was like, I remember this mm. little pasta with peas mm. and with meat, chuck steak, and like whatever. It doesn't sound that amazing. Obviously, lasagna, conchigli, those big shells, we'd fill them with the tomato sauce and meat, put them in the oven, blah, blah, blah. What comes back to you when you think of the meals you were having in your growing Ugh. up? I'm salivating when I know. you say all that. <laughs> um, what meals? Oh, my nonna has definitely sign- signature meals that she yeah. makes. Um, she used to do ossobuco <gasps> a lot, and I'm a vegetarian. Oh, mm. I, that was a <laughs> Ufa. Ufa. Mamma mia. That was a tough one to break. To yeah. nonna, I nearly got backhanded. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a vegetarian. And then I just ran out of the room. I was like, I can't be in here with you. Um, but what did she, like back in the days where I could eat meat, Osubuko mm. was a favorite. Yeah. She makes this incredible lasagna to this day. Like oh, she has this, I don't God. know how she does it. It's not human. Like it's yeah. not made by a human. It's Mm-mm. perfect. And she makes it by hand. Yeah. And it has meat in it. But nowadays, it's like, <gasps> I, I pick all the meat out of it. Yeah. But I have to have it. <laughs> I love it so much. So, her lasagna. And then what else? She makes this like incredible spaghetti. It's just oh, with, um, wow. like with this like secret sugo. She doesn't tell anyone her recipe. That's awesome. She's very protective. That's and so even cool. like no, she won't teach me. And oh. she that's so funny. That's like the colonel at KFC. He like it's seven secret herbs and spices. He's not telling anyone. That's mm. your nonna. She's like nope. It's it's just for me. So, so it's like these traditions <laughs> die with me, or do you think maybe I don't know? It's a deathbed thing of Jessica. Here's the, here's the book. Here's the secret. 
she'll be on her deathbed with like all the pots and pans surrounding her <laughs> and like showing me like a sprinkle yes, on yeah, this, yeah, yeah. On this. <laughs> I think the thing is she doesn't have a <laughs> recipe to speak my language she's improvising she's improvising and she uh, doesn't want to sound so off the cuff because we all love it so much so she pretends there's like this secret ingredient <laughs> and I'm not buying it I'm, it's I don't believe so her funny. anymore her secret ingredient is just Lego's sauce um, and she can't tell anyone <laughs> Damn. <laughs> definitely. Um, did your nonna grow up making fresh pasta? Because I have memories of my nonna when she would make fresh pasta and I would eat it raw mm. secretly. I would like take, because she'd have it ew. hanging. No, not ooh, delicious. Yum. Really? I would oh, like I take. That. Okay, not like heaps. Okay, everyone's judging me. I don't, <laughs> it's I don't like care. Weird, <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. Like it was always like a bit dry. I bet from this, a community of people will reach out to me and they'll embrace yeah. me and they'll be like, us too, Kujeta, you're not alone. Um, You'll find your people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you, maybe you don't relate to that part, but mm. fresh pasta being made, things in the house like yes, that. Yeah, definitely. She had this um, macchinetta, like this <gasps> little machine. Yes. And she would, it's funny, you screw it to the table and then you put like the flour and egg <gasps> that like that makes up the pasta and like you put it oh. through this machine and she she's strong still mm-hmm, to this day mm-hmm. and she just grinds it through this machine with her mm-hmm. hand and it just comes out all perfect and yeah oh she just God. does her thing with it but she makes it literally from scratch and then she puts it in the freezer until she's ready to cook it yeah oh my god and it's just a slice of heaven it's delicious and yeah. what about um the cafetiera the like making the cafe on the stove oh yeah i just got one and i it like flooded memory i forget that you can just buy them now but that's what you did yeah like the silver she you know? still has it she yeah. still has that i I'm the worst wog ever because I also don't. I'm. I drink decaf. I can't drink coffee. No, oh. no, no. I, I'm with so you. So many I, reasons. I never drank coffee my whole life until literally the last two years. And that's what people say to you. They're like, "You're not Italian. You're a bad Italian." Mm. Um, mm. And they bully me, and I'm like, "Well, I'm babe. still. We have more spirit. <laughs> I don't need it." <laughs> Tell them, baby. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, no. But she does have that black. That um black coffee maker, the yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah, silver yeah. hot thing. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say also when I I pronounce words, I can't not pronounce words like tiramisu or pasta or like I can't not say them with the pronunciation. And my friends, they always laugh at me. They always tease same. me. Do yeah. I was going to say, is it the same for you? Do you do the proper pronunciation of words, and you get all the different reactions in the world? Yes, it's either a positive reaction, like oh wow, you sound so amazing yeah. when you say it, or it's like oh my god. Stop being yeah. so pretentious. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't go back. You can't just be like, can I have some tiramisu? Like once no. you say it like that, you can't go backwards. Do people say tiramisu? Probably. Probably. That's Japanese almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it to- it's a totally different kind of beautiful. Well, let's, concept. Well, let's, let's, let's figure something out here that I think all non-Italian speakers struggle with, and maybe some <laughs> Italian speakers. Bruschetta or bruschetta. 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 Okay, okay. Assolutamente. Mi dispiace. Bruschetta. C-H. This is my favorite thing. C-H. For for Anglers, we say ch. But in Italian, it's k, which is why people, my name, people want to say consetta. Yeah, And because there's no C-H. But it's like C-E in Italian is ch. Concetta. Otherwise, if it was um, C-H-E-T-T-T, it would be conchetta. (laughs) <laughs> so that's your, that's it. So it's bruschetta for everyone at home playing. Bruschetta, <laughs> yes. 
And I, I can like- say, honestly, I have a friend in a similar situation of uh, Italian extraction and I never, ever let her live down any pronunciation of lasagna or anything like that. So I'm, I'm happy, you know, to say I am one of those bullies and uh, yeah. I will continue doing so. And We can hack good, it. Exactly. Good luck it. to you guys as well. I respect the game. <laughs> it makes me feel strong. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm sticking by Nonna. Like yes. Totally. I'm the gatekeeper <laughs> of the culture. So we've talked a fair bit about uh, your life and your, your Italian culture in Australia. Let's think back to your time in Florence. Can can you tell us a, a, a bit more about that, seeing it with the eyes of somebody who up until the age of 11 had grown up in Australia, generally speaking, English and all that goes along with that. What was Florence like? Mm. Um, so we moved there when I was 10. So we moved there in like 2005 and it was... Honestly, um, I'm not sure how much of it is nostalgia versus just a genuine obsession with the country, but um, I miss it so much to this day. And I always say when I retire, I'm going to go live in either Florence or Venice. Weirdly, like Venice just captured my soul and my heart. I love it so much there. But Florence is the most beautiful place. Like, um, it's amazing. We lived in kind of like the countryside. So we lived maybe 15 minutes out of the city. Honestly, it was a 15 minute drive. You drive down this hill from the mountains and the city's at your doorstep. Like it's very much city and lush green Tuscan hills in the one like space. So you get the best of both worlds. And, um, it, I, I just, I don't even know what to say about Florence. It's just like, it's, it's amazing. And like, when you look <laughs> at the city, it's just like this rich, it's, it's such an iconic city. I mean, anyone could look at like the, the cityscape of Florence and be able to identify it immediately. Like it's so iconic and, um, unique and special. So I just have that image in, forever in my head of like looking out my window and you could see all the Tuscan Hills and you could see the vineyards and then you could see the Duomo. Like it, it was just indescribable. And it's such a great age to move overseas because like, unlike perhaps the adults who have taken you there, you're just, your brain, your life is so flexible. What, what kind of things did you find yourself doing as a kid that, Hey, upon reflection, probably 12 year olds in Australia don't get up to this sort of stuff. Oh, I would get drunk maybe like once every two months. (laughs) 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 And it was kosher. And when I say drunk, I mean like I'd have a wine or two at like yeah. a family get together at night. And it wasn't in Italy because there's not, there's definitely a drinking culture, but it's, it's much more relaxed and chill. And because children grow up with it, I think there's less of a, like a taboo energy or nature around it. So people aren't as obsessed with getting absolutely smashed off their tits when they <laughs> reach 18 and they're finally allowed to. So it just takes the taboo um, aspect out of it and probably just makes people, yeah, less likely to get messy. So children would kind of, it was normalized to have maybe a sip of wine or like a few sips of wine before you go to bed every night. Um, It's probably not great to form your brain. I mean, I wouldn't do it every night, but definitely in Australia, like that was absolutely not the culture and Mm -hmm. you wouldn't catch like a 10, 11, 12 year old have even anywhere near a sip of wine at any stage. But I remember for the World Cup, we partied all night and I was allowed a glass and it was like a a thing. But that's something you, that's maybe something Mm. And, um, also just maybe like fig 
picking figs off the fig tree and <laughs> like running amongst the vineyards and picking cherries off the wow. cherry tree. And like you'd eat the fig out of your hand as you picked it. It was fresh and just ready to go. So just that, uh, that, um, that like visceral kind of one with nature vibe maybe resonates with me more when I think about Italy than living in Australia. Mm. I think we have in uh, a Italian diaspora culture, particularly in the Hollywoodized version of it, there are big, powerful, you know, gangster memes and things like that, particularly for the males in in, in the diaspora. Right. And, 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 and a lot of comedians uh, play off that, a lot of actors play off that, a lot of people in cultural life play off that if they do have Italian heritage, particularly if they are male. What about women? What in the popular culture did you aspire to? Did you look up to as a role model, as a fantasy figure, either Italo-Australian or, or just straight out Italian? Wow, interesting. Um, one doesn't immediately spring to mind, and I feel so ashamed of that. Like, um, to be honest with you, it would be my nonna. Mm. <laughs> that was the woman. She's the woman of my life. She's like the strongest, most compassionate, most capable, competent, loving woman that I know. So, if I'm going to talk heroes or role models, it would be her straight away. In terms of public figures or celebrities that are Italian, maybe like Laura Pausini. Oh, <gasps> I know um, that name. Yeah, she's an incredible, she's this singer and she sings in Italian, French and English. So she's like multilingual. And I just thought that was really badass when I was growing up. I was like, that's sick that she can do that. So maybe louder, but I, I would say my, my nonna is the first person. That On that note, it, does anyone have like a, a wallflower nonna, a nonna who isn't this massive presence? Do, do such things <laughs> exist in Italian culture? It's like, no. <laughs> Damn, I think like every nonna has been through too much to just be a wallflower, mm, especially mm, ones that have like immigrated, sorry, migrated to um to to Australia. I feel like you go through a lot, especially in the time when they would have moved over here, from mm. you know working really hard jobs to provide for your family to just battling, maybe like even learning the language to to, to discrimination that you would face maybe daily. So I think like that gives them some type of real star power. Totally. Like my mom is a superstar. She was in my um, Italiana video that I shot. Yeah. What's her name for everyone? What's your nonna's Giovannina. name? Giovannina. Giovannina. Oh, my God. I love old Italian names so much. That's a great name. Nicolina, Giovannina. Like I, I know. I have this plan to, like, write down all my family's names because they're just, like, names that people have never heard of. They're so funny and awesome. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Conchetta being the prime example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that one's not funny. That one's actually really beautiful. I'm perfect. No, sorry, not I'm funny. Joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. No, no, I don't give a <laughs> um, No. I what I want to say is um, I feel like, to your question, John, there would be a lot of nuance and a lot of different types and that and not, not all nonnas are, like, perfect, but you're right, they're these big – figures who like a lot of them are probably like matriarchs. Like that's something that I, you know, like is like a crazy thing. I, this is a, such a stupid question, but just have you seen The Sopranos? No. Oh, girly, girly, we've got to cancel this interview. We've got to get you in oh front my God, of a TV. this out. This cannot go to air. <laughs> this is, but we got to get the PR manager on the call. <laughs> she shouldn't be saying this. Yeah, no, it's fine. fine. I was going to say yes, and then I was like, she'll ask me like something about the characters, yeah, and I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> 
Okay, don't worry. No more follow-up questions. No. I'm so sorry. You can <laughs> leave this in. No, I deserve the public shaming. I'm going to get like all these wog darlings. And no, 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 no. <laughs> you're you're going to teach me Italian. I'm going to give you the box set DVD set of The Sopranos. We'll figure it out. It's, it's, it's great that you mentioned uh, The Sopranos, though, Conchetta, because one of the... <laughs> The key uh, tension points in the earlier seasons, Livia, Tony Soprano's mother, the matriarch, this incredibly powerful, sometimes positive, often toxic presence, they're trying to get her into a nursing home. And it's, it's not just the personal difficulties of this, but there's a real cultural question of Italians taking care mm. of their own and not farming out or contracting familial care. Is that mm. something that your guys' families have had to confront? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my nonna never went to a home. She lived in this big mansion in Cogra Bay. And Mine too, in Cogra Bay. Yeah. In oh, Bay. my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm trying to remember Where? the street. Where in Cogra Bay? Oh, my God. Are you going to dox you oh yeah, maybe imagine? I shouldn't say, but I will tell you. We will talk okay. about it off. I'll give you the direct location. We'll drive there. But that's so Amazing. funny. My nonna was in this mansion. Like, was adamant about staying, being there, mm. and was looked after by my auntie and uncle who lived like the next street over. But yes, it's very much this family thing. Um, and it also, conversely or similarly, growing up, I don't know if you relate to this, Jess, but I. Um, staying at home forever like my parents were so like why do skips why do skip parents force their children out at 18 they are disgusting they don't love them like my best friend like we're at the same age same year they're like her parents are pressuring her at 18 they're like you got to get you got to move out you got to get a job you got to look after yourself and that's love for them of making them independent and my family Mm. are like Oh, Conchetta, you're staying home till you um get a job you go through uni you have a boyfriend and then we like work to like buy you a house like that that like there was just this very clear path of if you love your children you let them stay and live off with you until you set them up for a bright future and was that similar did you have anything like that literally the story of my life yes Yes. right (laughs) literally (laughs) like it's so funny when you said your nonna lived in Cogra Bay. It's like yeah. every wog nonna ever lives in Cogra Bay. Yes. And um, my <laughs> nonno and nonna actually built the house that the well, woman nonno built the house that they lived in and they lived in it for something like, oh my gosh, like 40 years. Yeah. And so he was devastated to sell it. They sold and they moved in with like into my family house. I'm <gasps> back at home at the moment. And yeah. so it's like, it's a big, like a lot, <laughs> but it's really, really sweet. And them selling that house was just like, he was yeah. in complete, he refused to do it for yeah. five years and it was a three level house. So oh my God. like, yeah. you know, Nonna would clean it. Um, Cause Nonna was still kind of too sick or not even sick, just frail at that stage mm. to do it. And so, yeah, um, definitely like the big mansion that they're really attached to, but in terms of familial care, like that as well, you know, my Nonna, if he was ever to have been put in a nursing home, should have been put there like five years ago. Just right. So there was no end yeah. debate sort of, it no. was just, they, they're moving no. with yeah. us. End of story. Exactly. Yeah. You owe yeah. them. Yeah. It's just this, like you owe them. They live with you. This happens for so many like wogs. I think it's just mm. n- normal. That's something that I agree with too. I think mm. I, I like that about the culture. Like I, nursing homes are amazing and the people who care for the elderly are so incredible, but 
it's not something that, um, at least, you know, if I was an elderly person, it would be nice, but I would rather be surrounded by family and like, mm. you owe me kid. I freaking raised you. Like you <laughs> yeah. came out my womb. <laughs> Get to work. <laughs> Um, I feel like we are getting to the end of this interview that you sort of touched on this in the last question where you were talking about how you share your culture and your heritage on your, um, social media. And that's one of the ways I found out about you and I got onto your Instagram and I fell in love. If you couldn't already tell from the chemistry we have, it's like, I hadn't met another young girl in in like, you know, not show business, but whatever, like doing something artistic and who had such like a similar background and how it like infused your music and, and you were so open about sharing it. And it like truly inspired me. And that's why I like DM'd you. And I was like, sweetie, we got it. Like, I just knew one day we would have to meet. And I want to know, like, when did you first start to like share that, um, on your social media and like, what's the response you got and what do you love to share? Like, it's a bit of a big question, but like, where did it all start and what do you share? And yeah. Um, thank you. You're an angel. <laughs> We're gonna be best friends. <laughs> um, I definitely started sharing about my blog heritage like from the get-go yeah. because it felt like something that made the most sense. It was such a huge part of my identity. Mm. And um I didn't really see anyone else that was my age and Italian doing music or like at least like female and in the pop world. So I wanted to represent mm-hmm. gang gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I was posting like pretty, um, pretty openly about it, but also trying not to, over- I was, it was very much like I'm Australian and Italian, like yeah. that's its own thing within itself. Yeah. You know, mm. Italo-Australian. And um, I'm not out here being like, I'm hundred percent homegrown Italian. Like I yes. grew up in Italy, this and that, but um, there's definitely there's something very special culturally about Italo-Australians and um, I have built a little bit of community on that basis and I get DMs and texts and we talk about things like Joe Avati and like La Fiamma mm-hmm. and it's like amazing. And yeah, the response has been incredible. Even just post talking in Italian in my stories is mm. has been fun and just like something that I've always wanted to do and I just would have never left that out, you know, like a person's culture and the way that mm. they grew up and like, yeah, you know, a language that they speak in a country that they've lived in, like that's never not going to be a part of the story. So it was very, like, very natural. It wasn't even something that was really contrived or calculated. It was totally. just like very much a part of the story from the get go. That's so beautiful. And I don't know if you relate to this, but and also why it's interesting is you, your work is different to mine, and that like your your music and everything's like so beautiful and serious. And then take it me, and I'm like making insane jokes, like like in a way that it's weird walking line of like, I'm making fun of myself, but it comes from a sense of pride and identity of just like, I'm Italian. Like mm. I have a joke about having a concrete because my nonna always mm. was watering the concrete. That's the truth. That's my life. And, and I don't know if this you would happen to me. It's like, <laughs> you see the connection, right? Everyone can see yeah, it. We'll <laughs> I'll send you the joke. We'll see what you think. I'm um, actually sorry. Like, sorry to interrupt you, but I was talking no. your Instagram and you did this joke and I was kissing myself. Yeah. That's what I want. I want the like Coachella bit, like Coachella. And um, honestly, if Nonna saw this, she would be, I mean, she's rolling in her grave probably Mm. right now, but it's my way of like 
it's so funny. It's like if I were to make my family like perfectly proud, I would be like some sort of dottore and I would be, mm. but that's not who I am. So it's mm. like, I'm being me. I'm a comedian. I'm silly, but it's still got this thread of, I'm like represent, I don't know if I need to represent, but I just like love my family and that's who built me. Mm. But my question is through putting myself out there and doing all this stuff, again, just like what you said, obviously like the funniest thing about me is that I've never been to Italy, but if you ask anyone, they're like, who's the, it who's Italian concerto? Who's always saying wow. mamma mia? Who's got the stuff on like me? Because mm. it's just like, I love the culture. I love mm. the history. I love my family. And so there's always this thing of, not like sometimes not feeling Italian enough of like, Oh, I don't speak enough Italian. I'm was born in Australia. I've never mm. been to Italy, but to me, I'm like, I should still be able to like feel pride and sharing. And do you relate to any of that of like feeling not Italian enough sometimes or fight like what you're saying about Italian Australian is very specific. I definitely do. That's kind of what I was saying about, um, yeah, before, like it feels um, like such a part of both of our identities. It's how we grew up and, um, it's just feels, yeah, I don't know. I've never really had someone say to me, like, you're not Italian. Um, mm. but it, sometimes it's a, like a little bit of imposter syndrome, like it could yes. feel like that potentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I just kind of reclaim the right in my head. Like I have a nonno yeah. and a nonna that I currently actually live with. Like, yeah, you know, I've grown up with them. Like you said, you lived with your nonno and your nonno. Like you know, you were around Italian speaking your entire life. You yeah. have the pasta. You've had like everything cultural. You've experienced it, mm. so no one can take that away from you. I know, like, and it's like Italian enough for who? What the mm, shit are you talking about? Exactly. Like every. That's why it's more like what this podcast is so great, and talking to people like you is great. Is it's just you just want to hear people's individual stories. Like that's mm. what's interesting about it. Mm. There's no bar. Um, anyone who would ever shit on that, I feel like is just really weird. Like, why do you care? Once again, the nonna as master figure in the Italian family has come up front and center. So I want to ask you some things on the nonna concerto. First of all, I want to want you to think about yourself. Give me the look, give me the location where you live, where you, where you do your things, the lifestyle you aspire to when your time comes to become the nonna? Okay, great question. I think in 50 to 60 years, I'll probably be pretty exactly the same to who I am now. So I think you'll find me in like a bikini and track pants. <laughs> As you are literally wearing. As right I am now. right now. And I think I'd be at Officeworks because I'm always at Officeworks. Yes. Um, even though like it's a bad vibe, there's also a good vibe there. You know, everyone's stressed, but there's a lot to get lost in. And I want to see myself smoking a cigarello, which I don't really know what that is, but I love the sound of it. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that's something to look forward to. Quick question, Re Office Works. Are you a print card person or do you go straight up to the print counter and get someone to do it for you? You are making a big mistake if you're going to that counter. You better Ooh. get yourself a print card and you better get yourself a <laughs> harness or something to keep that on you because the, you can lose it. And then you could have $50 of print money down the toilet. Okay. Yeah. That's the toilet. Um, so I would never, you're always in a line with a bunch of schmucks who wait a hundred years. I'm so that schmuck. I'm that schmuck. I am, schmuck. I'm the guy no. who lines up and just gets like one page black and white printing. <laughs> Somebody else is getting like architecture master plans. You need to go with me. Yeah, all okay? right. All right. All right. I don't know if I'm going to match your fashion, but I will smoke a cigarette with you in a few years time. That'll be awesome. Okay. Okay. Next question. Coda, as we heard in the interview, has never seen The Sopranos. Now, by my reckoning, it's the best TV show ever. Mm -hmm. So I know you've seen it. Who's your favorite female character 
and why? Imagine I was like, Livia Soprano, the mean old nonna. No, no, no. She's honestly the worst and is triggering. Um, For me, it's Carmella. Okay. Carmella Soprano, the queen bee. You just can't not love like her power and her nuance and her fashion. And she's just so complicated and complex. She's my favorite. Amazing. Yes. Edie Falco as Carmella Soprano is one of the, yeah, performances of all time. Amazing. Amazing. What about your favorite boy in The Sopranos? Easy. It's Tony. He's literally, (laughs) I like pine for him. I love him. It's a big crush that I have. And honestly, people say to me, they're like, how can you be attracted to such like a murderous, mean mob guy? But I'm like, he goes to therapy. So that's a lot more than some of the best guys I know can say. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) Kill, steal, maim, go to therapy. Conchetta is checking you out. Okay. Next episode We mentioned him earlier today, and we're going to get into it. Joe Avadi. Does the man, the myth, the Italo-Australian legend live up to the laughs of the childhoods of Coda Banks, Conchetta Caristo, and thousands of others? We're going to find out. But before then, please do like and subscribe to Diaspora Italia on your podcast platform of choice. Leave a five-star review. Why not? And maybe add a little something along the lines of... Conchetta was extra Italian today. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Ciao, tutti. Se oggi mi trovo da qualche parte nuovo senza te Non mi va Neanche se ci sono belle viste come un sogno senza te Non mi va Le mie fantasie Sono brutte bugie Ma in realtà trovo felicità stare con te L'amore, il dolore Sarebbe lo stesso terrore Se in verità caro non eri là sempre con me E così amare Qualche parte buono senza te Non mi va Neanche se fa caldo E il sole sta brillando senza te Non mi va Le mie fantasie sono brutte Bugie Felicità stare con te L'amore, il dolore Sarebbe lo stesso terrore Se 
sempre con me E così amare Amare Potrei essere in utopia Ma non mi va se non ci sei Amare E così amare Mi troverai in paradiso Senza sorriso Oh, se tu non ci sei Se tu non ci sei, la vita è finita Se tu non ci sei, se tu non ci sei, la vita è sparita Se tu non ci sei, è così amare ci sei amare e così amare mi troverai in paradiso senza sorriso oh se tu non ci sei oh se tu non ci sei